Hey everybody, I am Stuart Cohen and this is the Group Sales Power Hour. I'm so proud of myself that, that I wrote a note that says record. And sometimes we have to leave these notes, right? To remind us of stuff we we know we should remember. We've only done 400,000 times, but it never hurts to leave a little reminder note. And I'm very excited to be here. There was a bit of a gap in between our gatherings. That's because uh, I just got back. Well, you can probably see it if you're here live. If you're here on the podcast, you certainly can't see it, but you can, you'll, you'll hear this from uh, Panama City Beach. And it's kind of a little bit of a theme. I want to tie in that event, which I'll tell you about, to today's program. You're, you're in for some real fun today. Uh, but if this is your first time here, let me remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, there's only one goal here on the Group Sales Power Hour, and that's to help you build a bigger, better group business. And if you're not already, if you haven't already mastered the group business, I hope you're not too late. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Okay. Because I know some of you are like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'm still in your boot camp, but Stuart, I'm still working and I'm still struggling. I still have challenges. Look, if you haven't done anything towards building your knowledge base, sharpening your skill sets, practicing what you have learned during this in-between period, then you might be a little behind the eight ball. However, I know because I see all my friends here. I see who's in the audience and I know each and every one of you have been prodigious and tenacious. I love those words. And, and you never let up, whether it's Danny or, or, or Doreen or Hans or Linda or Ramona or Trinita or Lisa. You showed up today for this. You're listening to this. That means you want to do better. You want to succeed. You're not happy with the, the way it is, the way it's been. How can I do better? And that's the theme of today's Power Hour as it relates not only to group sales, but really business in general. And I'm going to kind of tether it to something that I just accomplished that I got to tell you, I was really scared of, really fearful of, never thought for, for a second I could ever accomplish in my entire life. It was a goal that gave me goosebumps. Love that. And I did it. And I, I, we're going to tie things together. So the, the theme is that travel advising, if you don't mind me making what you do a verb, okay? Uh, you, you, instead of just saying you're a travel advisor, what you do is you're a travel travel advising. That's the verb of what you do, okay? Because you, you, you really can't say travel agenting. That doesn't work. Travel agenting, that doesn't work. Good morning, everybody. I love, I love when you send me those beautiful welcome messages and I appreciate your words, Doreen, and everybody, your congratulations. So yeah, so I, I could... I completed successfully and healthily, healthily an Ironman 70.3. You know, there are two kinds of Ironman races. One is a 140.6 and what is a 70.3? We are not talking about the 140.6 because that is not in the cards for this guy, your friend, your buddy, Stu. At 57, I don't think I can, I mean, that, that's, that's just, uh, you know, 
Okay. Never say never, but I'm telling you never. However, the 70.3 was it for me. And basically that is a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike ride and a half marathon, 13.1 mile run. And I've been training since March of last year, just when COVID hit, couldn't access the pools, but I could run. I could cycle. And I learned how to swim at first watching YouTube swimmers. True story. In any case, here's the tethering that's going to happen today as it relates to your business, that travel advising is an endurance sport. That's, that's sort of the theme today. Travel advising is an endurance sport. Does that resonate with you? I, I hope it does because I see so many of my friends here. Kyle's in the house too. Uh, you've been in it for the long haul. And man, oh man, I don't know how far back each of you go, but you, you've, <laughs> this is, this is an endurance sport, isn't it? This, this travel advising, you know, going back over all the years of, of the, the ebbs and the flows, the dips and the challenges and the changes and the struggles it, it is. And, and that's what an Ironman event is. It's, it's an endurance sport. And there are so many parallels, so many parallels. I, I trained for over a year. I set a goal and I, I stayed focused, even though this in-between period has sucked. Now, granted, it, it wasn't, you know, I, I can't compare it on the level that you all experience, dear friends, because this is your income. This is your livelihood. That it was not my livelihood. That's not my income. However, it became a part-time job for me. I couldn't just fit it in. It took a priority on my daily schedule, as does your training, as does your workshops and Zoom calls and conferences that I hope you'll be able to travel to once again. It's an enormous commitment of time. It's about setting your goals. And stick around too, because I have a, a wonderful friend, Lisa, who gave me permission to read a Facebook post that was very courageous, very emotional, very, very, um, uh, very raw. And she posted it in our private mastermind group. She gave me permission to read it to you because it was just so fitting with what we're discussing today. She's going to be live with us, and I'm going to read that shortly, and we're going to uh, all together, we're, we're going to listen to Lisa, and we're going to give Lisa some words of wisdom, some encouragement that she can reach the finish line. And this is for each and every one of you, because I can't believe everything is perfect. If it was, you are awesome, beautiful, magnificent, and I want what you're drinking. There's always a struggle, right? There's always a challenge. So here's how we're going to start off. I, I have identified seven quotes from this book. It's called 100 Bedtime Stories for Triathletes that helped give me inspiration. It was sent to me by another dear friend, Barbara Sam Roberts. Uh, she sent this to me and Mike Marshev because we were both training for the same event. In fact, he inspired Mike to write his own book, 100 Bedtime Stories for Travel Advisors. If you haven't 
ordered it yet, please do. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's uplifting. It's inspiring. And let, let me share these these quotes that I specifically picked out with you today on today's Power Hour that I hope will give you some elevation. I hope will give you some clarity. I hope will give you some lift because things are happening right now. Isn't that so? Tell me, is it true? Are the phones ringing? Are the emails dinging? Are things starting to shake and move? But it's still not perfect now, is it? You're still out there competing. Maybe you're still doing the swim. Maybe you're still doing the bike ride. Maybe you're still doing the run. You haven't crossed the finish line yet. Now, have you? Have you? I, I would love to go into details about, about the uh, six hours and 55 minutes and 25 seconds it took me to complete this triathlon and by the way, it was my first triathlon ever. I had never even done a sprint triathlon. I went big. <laughs> go big or go home, baby. But I did it. I'm smiling. And I'm proudly wearing it. You know, not many people get to wear it. So I'm not showing off. I'm just saying, hey, look at me. Look, this is my certificate, right? So whether it's you, Danny, or, or you, Carla, wh whoever it is that you've just completed something, you, 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 you wear the shirt, you wear the hat, or you put the certificate up. Because it, I wanted to inspire others. And to be honest with you, it reminds me of what I did because I still can't believe what I did. Let me read you a few of these quotes and, and let's see. You tell me if you think they are relatable to my concept, my, my theory that travel advising is an endurance sport. And, and there's so many in here, but I just picked seven. And, and I really, really, really love this. I'm too positive to be doubtful, too optimistic to be fearful, and too determined to be defeated. Is that you? If you showed up today for the power hour, if you're listening to this as a podcast, I know that's you because if you were not positive, if you were doubtful, if you were pessimistic, if you were fearful and undetermined and feeling defeated, you wouldn't show up but you're here. I'm going to read it one more time because this is all about attitude and attitude impacts performance, doesn't it? It says here right before the quote, proper preparation prevents poor performance. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. If you're not prepared, then you may have reason to be negative, doubtful, pessimistic, fear-filled, and feeling you might be defeated. I'm too positive to be doubtful, too optimistic to be fearful, and too determined to be defeated. Attitude is everything. And when I set out, embarked on this journey, I got a call from Mike, and, and Frank. Frank is my coach. He is a five-time Ironman. He's done over 100 assorted races. He is an amazing man, friend, and coach. I couldn't have done it without Frank and without Mike and without my wife, Kimberly. In any case, uh, if, if I didn't follow his plan and feel his enthusiasm and encouragement, then I would have, uh, I, I would have lost, lost any hope of, of doing this. They called me in back in January of 2020, was it 2020, 2019? I don't remember now, 2020. And they said, Hey, you, you, you want to do a, 
I read 7.3. I said, yeah, you're joking. I can't swim, guys. It's ridiculous. Never happened. Well, you think about it, right? And I knew the only way to get there was to set a really ridiculously big goal, right? And believe it in order to achieve it. Second goal. I hope you like that one, by the way. Did you like that one? I hope so. Next one. If at first you don't succeed, try doing what your coach told you to do the first time. If you don't succeed, try doing what your coach told you to do the first time. I'll tell you why this resonates with me, not only as, a, uh, you know, for the sport that I just did as a, as a, as a, a triathlete. It's just weird saying that because I've only done one. So am I a triathlete? I don't know. I did it one time, although I'm going to do it again in Memphis here in October. Uh, if, if I didn't listen to my coach, I would have never finished healthy. Perhaps I would have never finished. There is no way I would have known how to build up endurance and proficiency and, and knew how to handle the transitions and so, so that I could survive something like that because I, 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 I just refused to fail. And I, I share this with you, dear friends, my travel advisors in the audience, because having been uh, in the travel and hospitality sector and known some of you for all of my, well, I don't know, 25, 26, 27 years or longer, I'd spent uh, uh, 22 years on the corporate side and 14, yeah, 14 private. So, wow, there you go. So that's 30 is that, wait, oh my goodness, there's, there you go. There's the uh, ADHD, I can't add. Uh, uh, give me the number, 22 and 14, 36. No, it can't be, all right, forget about it. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna edit that out either. I just can't add, you get the picture. I've seen so many travel professionals, owners, whether they're independent contractors, uh, they, they come back to me a month, six months, a year later, I, I, I see them. How's it going? Ah, it's the same. Well, did you, were you able to implement this? You give this a try. And, and for those of you in boot camp who, or just attended the group sales summit with Nexion in, in Cancun a few weeks back, or attended my boot camp live in March, last one, final one, forever coming up in June. Uh, did, did you try group launch sequence? Did you write a group agreement letter? Did you give it the group viability test? Well, no, because I didn't think I needed to because things look good. Things look promising. I didn't think it was necessary. Okay, let me read this again to you. If at first you don't succeed, try doing what your coach told you to do the first time. And we're not perfect. But sometimes we miss some of the things that our coaches say and share. And, and when I coach you from a business perspective, dear professionals, I'm saying you this because uh, it's, I'm giving you stuff that's been in practice. They're, they're not theories, like, right? Group launch secrets. It's not a theory. We know it works. The agreement letter works because once you do it, you have much better control over the outcome. And speaking of control, that's such a key word. We talked about that so much at the summit and so much during boot camp live and in boot camp. They hire you, friends, to take control of the group. And if things aren't going well or right, or, or you know, maybe you missed something. Maybe there's a place where you can strengthen. We can't always blame our client. I can't blame the weather. 
it, but by the time I hit the run to do 13.1 miles, it was 80 degrees. There was heavy, heavy car traffic. Yeah, we we had a we had a run area, but we were running in and around and through traffic. Yes, never had to stop because the sheriffs were awesome. Panama City Beach. However, there were car fumes and it was hot. It was unpleasant, but I couldn't control it. I couldn't stop that. So the only thing I could control was me. And I listened to my coach over and over in my head. All you want to do is run to the run the next mile, run to the next mile post during my swim, which was the most terrorizing, nightmarish experience, which I most doesn't sure I was fully prepared for. Obviously, I was because I made it because I had a lot of tricks and techniques just in case things were tough because there was rolling. There were rolling waves out there. We had to swim a half mile out, then 0.2 of a mile to the right, and then half a mile back to the beach. There was no way it was quitting, man. There's no way I was quitting. But I remembered what coach tell me, swim to the next buoy, Stuart. Don't look towards the beach, which I couldn't see anyway. Swim to the next buoy. So if at first you don't succeed, do what your coach told you the first time. Next. Uh, I said this before, but I just want to share it with you. Do your goals give you goosebumps? Each and every one of you right now. Do your goals give you goosebumps? Should they? I think so. When I signed up and paid the money for both of these races, I got goosebumps day in, day out. And I'm smiling now because I achieved one or two. And I hope that you get goosebumps when you write down your goals, say them out loud, share them with others, and they look at you and go, wow, that's pretty ambitious. Trinita, that's pretty ambitious, Ramona. That's pretty ambitious, Marina and Linda and Kyle and Hans and Doreen and Danny and Carla and Lisa. And that should give you even more goosebumps knowing that others are like, wow, you go, you go. Good for you. Let me know how it goes. Oh, you did it? Boy, am I inspired. Am I impressed? I hope your goals give you goosebumps. Next one, number three. And, and this really has to do with what we've all come through, right? This I call it the great in-between. Even though we say, well, will life start again? Well, there was life in this in-between too. What did we do in this in-between? And I sure hope that each and every one of you and your family and friends are, are healthy. I know so many have suffered. Let me read this to you from the book, 100 Bedtime Stories for Triathletes by Alan Pittman. I didn't write these quotes. He did. Holding a grudge doesn't make you stronger. It makes you bitter. Forgiving doesn't make you weak. It sets you free. One more time, holding a grudge doesn't make you stronger. It makes you bitter. Forgiving doesn't make you weak. It sets you free. And what that does to me is uh, it removes, for me personally, some of, the, some of the anger I felt that I couldn't swim, the anger I felt that even, even at myself, uh, that I, I, I didn't, man, if I had followed the training to perfection, I probably would have done better. I did the best I could or to other people who got in my way or events that took me away that I, so I couldn't train the way I was supposed to, unexpected, unanticipated. Have you 
Are you, were you angry or disappointed or sad or, or feeling some sense of emotion towards those unclients or clients? Hopefully they are prospects or clients again now for you. Who canceled? Who were nasty to you, mean to you, blamed you? I heard horror stories from you, friends, about people who blamed you for this and demanded money back immediately when you didn't even get your money back. And things were crazy, topsy-turvy. So holding a grudge doesn't make you stronger. It makes you a bitter. Forgiving doesn't make you weak. It sets you free. And, and boy, we all experienced a lot of emotions during that period. Isn't that right? Yeah, Lisa said it. it business in general is like running a, a full marathon. And, and Danny said it's been, uh, oh, you added the numbers up for me, 36 years. Thank you, dear friend. Thank you. Okay. Next quote this is number four. Let me move along. Because remember, we still have Lisa that uh, we're going to be inspired to have a conversation with. And I'm so glad you're here, by the way. Thank you very much. And here it is. Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the reason is you're stupid and make bad decisions. <laughs> now, I couldn't read this and look at you because I don't want you to think I'm calling you stupid. I'm not. I am reading exactly what it says on page 27. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes the reason is you're stupid and make bad decisions, right? So, you know, go back to the other quote about holding the grudge or feeling resentment or bitterness. Um, was, it, was it something that we caused? Could we have been a little different? Could we have changed our behavior? Um, uh, uh, do, we, do we need to reevaluate our plans, your goals, friends? Have you? Did you? I know those of you who attended our mastermind, those of you who are working diligently during this in-between to reevaluate, re-sharpen your skills, and maybe completely change your, your niche and your focus. Right, Ramona? Right, Lisa? Right, Hans? Resharpen, refocus, especially Lisa and Ramona, who, who really had aha moments at that, at that meeting where you need to think upside down and say, man, I keep doing it the same old way. I'm going to get the same old results. So maybe I need to make some changes. And I'm not saying that, that you made stupid decisions. I, I just think that's just a way he's just having some fun here, giving us a little pinch, a little pinch that um, what we thought were great decisions may not have been the best, but Hey, hindsight is 2020. Now, you know, and maybe it's time to, to make a change. It's like fitting a square peg into a round hole. Please, let's all of us not try to do that because it ain't never going to work. Here's number five, how it, I believe it, it really fulfills my theme that travel advising is an endurance sport. Listen here, race with your team, your club members, encourage them. This is an understatement and under, I'm sorry, an underestimated strength builder. One more time. Race with your team, your club members, encourage them. This is an underestimated strength builder. So when it comes to your world of travel advising, the way I see this tethered to travel are your colleagues right here, right now. Me being with you, you being with others, you being in your own communities outside of boot camp and, and the power hour, 
right? Whether you're with a host or whether you're with some organization talking to one colleague or a group. I hope they're encouraging you. You're encouraging them. He says it's an underestimated strength builder. But if you know what I, I speak of, then it's not underestimated because you value it. You're here today. You're listening. I appreciate that. And you know, you give me lift too. You give me strength too, because I love preparing for this. So I deliver a meaningful message. So you stick around. Because if, if I say stuff that just is meaningless, then you wouldn't stick around. I'm re I really try hard to deliver from the heart of, of stuff that I feel uh, that I want to share that I hope that you want to hear too. So it's about that team. And they're not your competitors, right? They're colleagues at the end of the day. And I could have never done what I did when in terms of sports, because even though I wasn't racing against the best guy or best gal out there, they, man, they whooped my butt. They were super fast, absolutely, you know, blew past me. But I didn't look at them because they're not my competitors. I was like, you go. When I'm out on the bike doing 56 miles, I'm at my, I'm killing it, man. It's my pace. It was nowhere near what these guys and gals were doing. And they would pass. And sometimes they, they'd say a beautiful comment to me. You go, you got this. You're killing it. It felt, made me feel so great. And then when I passed some riders, I said the same thing. I said, you go, you got this. I'll see you at the finish. I gave them encouragement too. The same with the run. The swim, there was no talking. <laughs> Okay, number six, we're, we're almost to, to the end of the quotes here. Uh, now we're going to talk to Lisa and, of course, always open it up for Q&A. You know, being in the audience here, um, I, I'm here for you. So if you have a question, if you have a comment, a suggestion, if you have an experience you want to share, whether it's a success or failure, I hope you'll let your fingers do the typing and type it in so we make sure we talk about it because I do want to hear. I am interested keenly, and so does everybody else, because this is a team. Here we go. That's page 49. You have the power within you to be anything you ever desired. You simply have to know what you really want. I will read it one more time, and then I'll, I'll give you the, the uh, comparisons, the metaphors for travel as well. You have the power within you to be anything you ever desired. You simply have to know what you really want. So when it comes to the travel industry and travel advising, I believe this is really honing in on identifying not just your passion, but your true purpose, right? And those of you who were in the, or the mastermind, you, you get this because that's what it was all about, wasn't it? Really, really, really peeling back that onion, getting to the core, opening up that, I'm thinking avocado, get to that seed on the inside. What's, what's at the very center of your heart and your soul Let you know your purpose is in this gloriously, wonderful, incredible, amazingly important business we call travel advising. You want to call it a niche? Go ahead. Let's call it a niche. That's all right. That's the word now, isn't it? You simply have to know what you really want. When it comes to sports, for me, I, I, I'm i that type of guy, as you probably know, if you've known me for years, I love a challenge. I, 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 
It's not that I like being challenged. Somebody saying, I dare you. I don't step up for that kind of nonsense. I really don't. I love creating my own impossible challenge, my own seemingly unachievable goal, whether it's starting a new business or launching some kind of campaign like Group Sales Success Summit or doing boot camp live or doing a triathlon in Ironman 70.3. I did it for me, for nobody else, for me, because I love the challenge. I love the discipline. I need that in my life and I need a future finish line. You see, I need a future finish line to keep me motivated, to keep me moving forward, to keep me improving and growing throughout my life. And again, whether it's sports or whether it's business, I I think they're very parallel, which I hope you, I hope that resonates with you. And finally, finally, oh, no, that was it. I already told you that do you, do your goals give you goosebumps? That was it, kids, boys and girls, men and women. It was six. I really like it. Do your goals give you goosebumps? Maybe I'll write a keynote off of that. It, love it. So I, I hope you enjoy, enjoyed that because that's a good setup uh, as we're going to bring uh, Lisa in in just a moment. Uh, and, and I, I want to make sure if, if she's watching or listening uh, that uh, Barbara Sam Roberts uh, gets my thanks from my heart. She's so sweet. Uh, just such a wonderful surprise gift she sent. And I, I love all of you for for being here today and for allowing me to to share some of that, um, those metaphors. You know, sometimes we got to take a break from the step one, step two, step three, step four, you know, uh, group launch seekers, whatever it is, and we just need to hear some good motivating. And I hope that worked for you. And as we bring Lisa in, Lisa, go ahead and, and you can unmute and turn on your camera because as you do that, hey, I, I just want to, Remind everybody, we're at the halfway mark. Again, let your fingers do the typing if you want to share something. And uh, just a final reminder. Now, for those of you who are in boot camp, group sales boot camp, if uh, you will soon, not yet, I'll send you a link so that you can be in uh, boot camp live June, June 1, 2, 3. Now, it's exactly the same as March boot camp live probably, uh, but I'll get you that link. And for those of you who are listening who have not yet signed up, uh, th- there's still a couple of seats left because I don't want to be make it too big because I like to take Q&A after every session. I do nine modules, nine modules. It's really jam-packed. They're half days, half days. I know it's a lot of sitting time. I know you zoomed out. I get it. I, I wouldn't encourage you to do it if I didn't think it'd be worth it worth your time and, and a couple more bed sores on your butts <laughs> to be there. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Stuart. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine. I, I see you terrific. And I'm Good. so grateful that you, uh, that you agreed to, to be here. Would you, would you give us your, um, give us your 30 second? Who are you? What do you do? Well, um, I'm Lisa Holbert live in um, Thornton, Colorado, suburb north of Denver. Just passed my 41st year in this wonderful business. And yeah, um, 
totally changed my focus after mastermind. So I'm working on my groups, um, golf trips, which is my passion. Um, live in a 55 and over community. So that's the bulk of my business, but it's been awesome. And um, you can share my story. I was on the struggle bus yesterday. It was a rough day. So I appreciate you helping. I just kind of add a roadblock right now. Before I read this to everybody, which you graciously gave me permission to do, are you, uh, are you on the struggle bus today? How, how are you today compared to yesterday? Um, not quite as overwhelmed today, but I still, you know, didn't accomplish much yesterday. So I've still got this pile that I'm looking at, but, you know, little at a time, I'll chip away at it. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday was, yesterday was the toughest. Today, you see a little bit of light. You're feeling a little bit lighter. I am. And, you know, for me, it's, I'm the worst with the paperwork side of it. You know, I'm that sales creative. That's my mindset. I just want to talk to people, make that sale. And what I do is I put my needs to invoice in my little needs to invoice box. And then it just keeps growing and growing and growing. So I really need a best practice to Mm -hmm. organize that, you know, do I set aside a time every day to do that? Do I, you know, there's always interruptions during the day, emails, phone calls, and I live in a retirement community. So Mm -hmm. most people are retired up here and you know, they're always popping around, walking around the backyard and coming on the patio. Hey, you want to have a drink? I'm like, no, yeah. I'm working right now. So, you know, I struggle with the interruptions too. Yeah, I hear you. But okay. they're clients. So I don't want to yeah. not chat with them and visit with them because usually it ends in a conversation about travel. So sure. I hear you. Yep. It's a, yeah. it's a, that, that, that's that's tough. It was like you, you, you're putting yourself out there. You're you're not only enjoying where where you're located and the beauty, the serenity there, and uh, friends are walking by, clients are walking by. So, uh, friends, as you're listening here, as I read this, and as we talk about Lisa's dilemma, um, I encourage you if you have a a tip, not a trick, if you have a tip. What, what is your solution? How, how do you handle what has confounded, oh, good word, confounded Lisa? All right, so I'm going to read this to you. Uh, Lisa, you sent this to me. Um, that, actually, you sent me an email that was slightly shorter. However, you posted this in a private group. Hi, everyone. Just needed to vent today with an exclamation point. By the way, hi, everyone, exclamation point. Just need to vent today, exclamation point. That's important. I'm on the struggle bus today. Struggle bus is capital S, capital B. You, you, you gave it, you gave it, you gave it importance, didn't you? It's a beautiful day. I'm working from the patio overlooking the golf course and enjoying the view. There's a little bit of positivity that followed a little bit of negativity, but it's reality of where you were in the moment. I just can't get a thing done exclamation point. I have a stack of files that need invoices. 
several groups that need pricing so I can promote. I'm inundated with phone calls and emails. Recovering from surgery. This is my same old problem that I discussed at our mastermind meeting. Maybe I just need a better routine or more focus, question mark. I'm a bit overwhelmed. And it ends with this, you close with this, not finding much joy in my business today with a sad face. So we, so we, we read this and, I, and the way I feel it, I feel such emotions that, that I know inherently, if I, if I may say, you are a highly positive human being. I am. Because of all the exclamation points, right? Yeah. It's just that you were just getting crushed, overwhelmed, and, and having a real struggle keeping up because when you look at this, right, Lisa? Invoices are good. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Groups who are about to hire you who need pricing. That's good. Yeah. Hey, hey, hang on, let me keep going. Phone calls and emails. That's good. <laughs> Recovering from surgery. Recovering. That's good. However, it's the same old problem. That's coming back. You're looking for a routine. You need a solution. You need a fix. You need an answer. I'm going to give you a minute, having heard that read back to you, if you want to make any comments or say stuff, because I, then I want to have a little discussion with you about, about change and about, about maybe there are solutions. Well, it, it, and I made, you know, I made some notes and I always tease my son, who's a millennial, about he talks a lot about work-life balance. And, you know, I need that. I'm going to be 60 years old in July, and I don't want to work 60 hours a week anymore. And, you know, what I'm looking for is, you know, maybe, um, a, maybe a best practice checklist, um, you know, that I could follow procedures for the groups. Uh, I mean, I've done groups for years, but it's always just chaotic. And, you know, now I'm getting a little older and can't multitask as well. And I'm worried about missing deadlines and stuff like that. So a best practice checklist, maybe setting aside chunks of my day to just focus on one thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm struggling to get back with people, getting those quotes back on the individual stuff. Um, which there's still some of that I want to do. I have great clients that I'm not quite ready to give up um, in addition to my groups. So, you know, I guess that's kind of what I'm looking for is, you know, what are some of you guys that I, to be honest, I'm not a really highly organized person. And so I'm probably the best procrastinator in the world. And so maybe some of you out there that are really organized and really great with the details, I'm just looking for some little bit of help with that. How do you get through those days when it's just crazy? Um, no, that's, that's, that's very real, very great. I have to believe that almost everybody listening right now has either been where you are right now or is where you are right now, first of all. 
And as you described this, I, I, I've been in that place many, many times, very frequently, very often, because I thought I was the chief procrastinator. I thought I held that title, but apparently we share it. And when I have analyzed, for me, the procrastination, clearly, you know, we tend to procrastinate stuff. We, we, we just, it's the drudge work. It's the stuff we don't not like doing. Um, let me ask you, you, you use the word, you know, piles, piles. And when you look at a pile, right? And I got piles on my desk right now. And it's, I, I try, I like, I don't even want to look at it because it's just frightening what's in that pile. Um, how, if you were to look at that pile and instead of making it a mountain, making it to little itty bitty hills, I, I, just a question, what would that look like? So, so it's as if, you, you know, you remember that candy? You remember that candy, Lisa? They used to come on the piece of paper. It may still make it with the little dots, the little oh. dots, and you eat the dots off the paper. Loved it. <laughs> I don't know what made me think about it, but here's the deal. You know, your, your mom is, she's all right, that's it. We're going to give you this much, right? And then you start at one end and you, you, each little dot and it's so much more fun eating each little dot than if it was one big chunk because then you it's over game over in that case there's enjoyment there's pleasure in eating all the little dots so the metaphor i'm looking at is what if each little dot uh is 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 a folder an individual folder or a specific client whatever it is and so you sort of have them lined up not piled up Mm-hmm. but lined up and and you know before you sit down at that desk I'm telling you what only what I do when you before you leave the office at night it's lined up not piled up it's horizontal not not vertical like a climb like a mountain um, and you just eating one little dot little sweet dot at a time because here's the thing Lisa what are those little dots right what do those folders represent? Business, money, people, people, mm-hmm. happiness, mm-hmm. trip, income, success, yeah. doing what you love to do. Ultimately, that you, you're sending them someplace they want to go. They trust you. They love you. They trust you with their money. They trust you with their vacation. Um, right. So, you know, perhaps it's uh it's a, it's a narrative flip on, on what that pile looks like, what's in that pile and how, we, and how we see that pile. Quite physically too, it's not just a mental thing, but it's a, uh, uh, it's, it's a physical thing where you, you turn it. I, and you know, that doesn't solve your problem, but sometimes Lisa, when, when we, because I've been, I, I've been there, I'm, I'm there right, right now. Uh, it's 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 our perception that fear of walking into the office because oh god that pile is still there, versus saying that's it I'm only going to get this much done today, versus this. So I'll give you a chance to talk in just a second, but I know when I had to train for this Ironman and I I will continue to train for the next one, I I didn't go out and I didn't swim bike run. That's not how you train. That's not how you get to the finish line. One day you swim. The next day you bike. The next day you run. And towards the end, you do what's called bricks, you know, 
like, all right, I'm going big today. I'm going to, instead of two hours, I'm going to do three quarters of a day. I'm going to do a long bike and a three or five mile run. It's called a brick. Okay. And so I put more time to accomplishing more, but I knew every day I had to put at least two, at least two hours a day into at least that one little task, crossing it off, getting it done, moving on, because that would reach the finish line. In your case, getting that folder done, invoiced out, money coming in, done, cross it off, put it, put, and, 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 and you could put those finished folders that you can make a vertical stack. How exciting is that be? Cause they was like, Oh, look at that go. So I, I don't know. I'm, it may not be very scientific, but um, you got a desk long enough to kind of be like those little dots and spread it out a bit different. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a good idea. I mean, my office right now is a disaster. I've yeah. got, you know, paperwork. I, my parents both died within four months last year. I'm trying to get their mm -hmm. estates all settled. And, you know, so I've got paperwork there and, pa you know, it's just, I don't even like to go in my office right now because it's such a disaster, but, right. you know, I think taking each group into a pile I think that's a great idea. Instead of this big stack, just each group with the sticky note on what, what it is and just, you know, okay, today I'm gonna focus on this group. Work my quotes and then focus on this group. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that would help. I just don't feel like I'm getting anything accomplished because I'm yeah. doing this and then I'm doing this and then I'm doing, I'm like a squirrel chasing a nut yeah. and it's yeah. overwhelming. Are you, because I do this all the time, being too ambitious, which like one would say, well, uh, there's no such thing as being too ambitious. But however, are, are, you, are you setting the daily goals too high? And therefore, though you are completing many tasks, they're still not meeting your ambitious goals. So you feel you're not accomplishing, but from an outside perspective, I might look and say, Lisa, hold, hold, hold on here. You made three calls, you filed two things, you got through these in the computer and you collected well, a payment. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, well, my husband always says I take on too much mm -hmm. and I just don't know how to say no. Um, but I mean, I never want to say no to business, um, especially if it's, you know, group business, it's good business. Um, yep. But yeah, I probably set my goals too high. I probably need to be a little bit more realistic as to what I can get done in a day's time. Because I'll sit down at my desk at 730 in the morning. And before I know it, it's one o'clock, two o'clock. And I'm like, where did the day go? It yep. just goes by so fast. So, um, Lisa, you, you mentioned multitasking. Now, everybody who's listening right now, I'm curious uh, how you feel about multitasking. Some people feel that they're super good, super great. And uh, others uh, say that uh, they're not good at it. They don't like to do it. The articles I read, the research shows multitasking is not good. It's not effective because when you bounce around from project to project, you have to sort of get re into it, right? You have to uh, get back in that game and that takes mental time. Uh, and then you, you, we tend to make more errors and forget things because we're not, we're not in that specific game. And I, for, for me, uh, 
uh, I will I will leave I will leave the desk. Now I know you go outside. That could be a distraction too. But finding a different environment, or literally, can you? Would you shut the phone? Shut the email because you know you're blocking time. That from ten to twelve, the only thing you're going to do on this planet Earth besides drink some coffee and use the potty is uh, is get this group done, get the pricing done, make the phone calls done. Close that folder because at noon, you're treating yourself to a delicious lunch, a, ro- a walk around the, the, the park there, for, uh, fresh air and some stretching, maybe a little yoga or at least some, de- some breathing because you succeeded versus in those two hours, getting pulled, getting yanked, getting distracted and deflected from well, one task. And the emails are out of control. If a client emails me and I don't respond immediately, they're calling me on my cell phone. They're texting me. Did you get my email? You know, so what I was thinking last night, I was, I was sitting out on my patio, just trying to figure out how to handle all this. I thought it would be great to draft an email that says, you know, thank you for your email. I, I did receive it. I will respond as quickly as I can or something along those lines so that at least they know I received it. And I'm doing something else right now. I can't drop it. I mean, if it's a dire emergency, I mean, yes, of course, but I just need it. It's so distracting. And so um, I still, you know, am trying to get that email thing that Zach had taught us about dropping everything in that isn't important and then going back. I haven't had time the to folders. do that. The but, folders, um, yeah. folders. So I'm thinking maybe I need to do that because you know my clients are so used to that instant yeah. response, instant gratification that I think I just need to say, I got it. I'll get back to you as quickly as I can or I will respond within 24 hours or something like that. That's a home run. Yeah. So I would like to encourage you not to, th- not to think about it anymore, not to think it, it. it might work and to do it. So let's just do a quick review. And this is for, for, for everybody here that I, you, you, you are so committed to your, people, your clients, that you want to answer the first call. You want to answer the first text. I get that. I love that. That's amazing. However, I'm here to tell you that, that if, if you, if you weren't able to answer immediately, they still know you, they love you because you've been there for them. And if they do get some kind of response confirming, got your message, got your message, uh, I, uh, you don't have to make any excuses, but as long as they know you got it, if it's urgent, they'll call back, they'll send an urgent email or whatever. In fact, you can list your cell phone if it's urgent or, or maybe they already have it. But I, I think it's a grand idea to do an autoresponder. And I know so many travel uh, professionals already do that. You do an autoresponder. I'm not the tech guy, so I don't know what system you have to do it. So everybody gets an email saying, Thank you. I want you to know I've received your email and I, and you can put whatever sentence you want. You don't want to say you're busy with other clients. 
just say that uh, you have my commitment to respond within 24 hours. So at least give yourself that day, at least give yourself that day and that peace. And, and, and then what you do is you, right, you put on your schedule, okay, from nine to 11, whatever it is, is follow-up time. So it's first thing in the morning or end of the day, whichever, maybe you do an hour in the morning, hour end of the day. And some owners actually put when their office hours are, when their office hours are, and they may think, well, what are you working half days? Well, no, for a, for a half a day, I do, I do client communications, contact Q&A, the other half, I'm, I'm working numbers, I'm putting stuff together, I'm, I'm working all day, but you put those hours when you are online and available. And regarding those folders that Zach talked about, and everybody, if everybody's wondering, who's Zach? Zach is my son. He, he came as our special guest expert to the mastermind regarding social media, social marketing. And you don't need to be a social marketing expert to know that, but he had suggested this, which I thought was great, that folders in your inbox are outstanding. And if you don't know how to set it up, talk to somebody who will just get it done. It won't take long. It's a brilliant way. I do this. I started to do it. Finally, finally. And one more thing, Lisa, that I want to say is uh, something that you're going to have to do. I hate to say it. I'm not the one telling you to do it. You're the one telling yourself to do it is to take a, a half a day or whatever it's going to take, get the folders done, mm-hmm. take another hour, take a half a day, go through each pile, spread them out horizontally, you know, and, and prioritize. I, I see here, Linda had suggested, I find that just ha- having to prioritize. It's most important to do that day. Uh, Linda goes on, I read an article for travel agents that they block a certain time in a day that they respond to emails and phone calls. And she trains her clients that she will talk to them at that time, except for emergencies. Beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful. Linda, thank you for sharing. Lisa, there, there, there you go. And it's about control, but in a loving way, about setting expectations with your clients, prospects, unclients, and followers. Remember that. Not everybody's a client. We always have to remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so they their expectations are set. Now you've spoiled them and that's okay. However, I believe it's a leadership skill. It shows leadership when you say, I am open for calls and callbacks from 10 to two, whatever it is. That's a leadership skill. Uh, if you look at a, a C-suite woman or man at a company, it's rare that they have a 100% open door policy while they'd love to do it and say, oh, come anytime. You know, those leaders, those CEOs, CMOs, whatever, um, they, they need time to do, get stuff done too. And, and they'll only schedule certain times when they are available for other stuff because they got stuff to do, you know? And it's a leadership skill. Don't be afraid to do that if I might encourage you. It just showcases you got a business going on here. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. <laughs> and, I do. you know, I'm, I'm kind of panicking because I know that <clears throat> pretty soon all hell's going to bust loose and I just need to get a grip on what I've got right now so that moving forward, yes, I'll be a little bit more organized. So this yeah. has helped and tremendously. Thank you. You, thank you know, you. sure, sure. You know, 
What, what if I suggest that you just said, well, it all hell bust loose. What if I just tell you that it's, it's already busted? Yeah, it has. Mm-hmm. It's happened. It's not coming tomorrow. It came yesterday. Mm-hmm. For, for you, Lisa, and yeah. everyone else listening right now, it's, we're living it right now. We're no longer in the in-between. And although I know the ships haven't started sailing yet and, and you know, these resorts are, uh, Cancun is nuts, right? When we were there, when, when I went back a couple of weeks later with the next, you know, things are shaking. Uh, uh, I had wanted to go with my wife, take her for anniversary to LeBlanc. My buddy at, uh, at the palace said, not going to happen, Stu. We, we're out of space, man. Things are going crazy. So while everything's not coming back at the same time, and Karen, Karen D, who's who's in boot camp, she's struggling to decide, do I do my doubt and Harry group in July, August? Do I not? What do I do? So it's not crystal clear yet, but it, it's we're, we're out of the in-between and and we, you know, certain products, right? We, we're, we're still a little unsure about, but people are so eager, gangbusters, excited. Hey, listen, when I was down, I just have to share this in Panama City Beach. First time I'd ever been there. Not only were there, whatever, 1,800 athletes in town with their families, but there was a Jeep convention going on too. And Lisa, I'm here to tell you, every human being who lives in Alabama and Georgia drove to Panama City Beach that day because it was gorgeous weather. The mask thing is, is, is you know, is changing. And, and the restaurants, there's no, no you know, uh, they're not, there's no requirements. Every single human being was there at the same time. It's open. It's happening today. And I, I encourage you and everyone right now, give yourself the gift of an hour a day, half day, or even a full day to go back a house, get the folders done, get, get new lists on, have, have your process set because if you don't it will be overwhelming you don't want to be overwhelmed when it comes to travel because you don't want to you don't want to make a mistake you know uh doreen said and hey everybody we only got like a minute left so i, I this is amazing i i hope everyone has found this fruitful and helpful and encouraging and if you're experiencing what lisa experienced yesterday if you're on that struggle bus today there's some it, it's not going to stop coming. The floodgates are coming, man. It's coming at you. You you can't change what's coming at you. You can't change how you deal with what's coming at you. Well, I just want to read this. Uh, and then Lisa, I want to have some parting words from you. Doreen shares, Lisa, thank you for sharing your story. The solutions are wonderful. My clients are spoiled too. I need to set up my expectations for them and then retake control. It's your leadership. Don't look at taking control and saying no or can't talk now, got to call you back as not good customer service. It's, it's leadership skill set. And, uh, and there you go. Any, any last words, Lisa? I think it's a matter of just reach, like you said, leadership, retraining your clients, taking control of your business and making it be the business you want it to be. And not, you know, let, don't let the Bob, um, Oh, Bob Dickinson from Carnival used to say, don't let the inmates run the asylum. So <laughs> I think that's what I need to do. I need to retrain my clients. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I hope it helped. And Stuart, I'm going to have some things done by our mastermind meeting next week. 
Yeah. Yeah. You go. You go. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being courageous. Thank you, Thank you for being raw. I wish you the very best of success. Right back at you. And everybody who's been with us today, I hope that uh, we've given you a little lift. If you have any comments or suggestions, make sure you share back.